Welcome to Watch Over, a podcast devoted to all things Arrow and Elicity. Featuring myself, Jen, aka J Buffy Angel, and me, Kelly, aka Callista Wolf. Be aware we do discuss spoilers and swear now and then, but we will always have fun and you will too. Hello, everybody. Is that Callie? Is that Jen? Oh my God! Just kidding. We've been texting. We text quite a bit, but <laughs> you know, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. It's been a hot minute. It's it's my fault, guys. It's always my fault. I'm either sick or I'm adulting. It's one of the two. This time it was adulting, so that's better than being sick. Oh yes, much better. <sighs> it's my employment, so I had to like do my job. Yeah, we, we like to have jobs and keep jobs. And... Yeah, I can't really bitch about it because, like, since the unemployment rate is so high. <laughs> can't really bitch, no. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, I have employment. So, woohoo! It's frowned upon to bitch yeah. about one's and job. You're going to enjoy this part. Uh, oh, boy. So, Callie was right. Callie's always right. I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my child got pretty annoyed with me on the pace of our arrow viewing so she was like i have to wait for you to finish reviews before i get to watch the next episodes and i'm like that was going to be my plan and she's like well it's a bad one that's not a great plan i have not written the reviews i have not written anything (laughs) it's not that i'm not going to write them i'm just leaving the schedule loose and we will watch the shows as much as she wants, and then I'll podcast with Cal, and then the reviews happen when they happen. Yeah. Because I just can't. I, honest to God, I was thinking, like, what if Arrow was actually on air right now? What would I be doing? It would be a problem. Well, if you recall, mm-hmm. <laughs> back when Arrow was airing and you were stressing about reviews, I was told I, you. Was it a problem? <laughs> I told you. You can let it go. I can't. No. <laughs> I can't do it. But you'll find that you can. I am not there yet mentally. I feel like I can get it done. I feel like I can. I just can't get it done at the pace I was saying I was going to get it done at. It's not really. It's just my job. I like have to be responsible. Like my jobs previously, guys. I have a contract worker, so, like, they would hire me for projects, but I'm a contract worker still, but, like, they've hired me for, like, a very eight-to-five gig, so, which is fine. I just, I, oh, and I'm going to bed now. That's really the key. We do like Jen going to bed. <laughs> That's really what's hanging up the whole Jen Rice reviews, is that I Sleeping like, actually helps with the whole health thing, so that's... Right, it does, and I've been working out, like, almost every day, so that really kind of eats up a whole lot of stuff of time, and then I have to occasionally mother my child. Not very frequently, but occasionally she's a mother. Our that's children have learned to be feral and take care of themselves. You know, it's really kind of like that. <laughs> but you know, but those, are, those are good skills to have, because yeah. I've had to kind of look after myself you know my parents of course Mm -hmm. made me dinner and other stuff you know and drove me places and all that but like Mm -hmm. the day-to-day like I don't I was never scheduled 
Yeah, by the time I hit high school, I mean, I remember when my sister went away to college and she came home and it was like dinner time and she's like, and I was the last one home. My other sister had already moved out and she was like looking around. She's like, so like, what's for dinner? And I was like, yeah, mom really doesn't do the whole dinner thing anymore. (laughs) It's like, you kind of just. Eventually mom was just like, you know what? No. Yeah. She was just kind of like this is bullshit. I'm not doing this anymore. You guys can feed yourselves. I was like, I was like, okay. And we could, we could feed ourselves. It was fine. That's a, we've, we've been, we've been working towards that with ours. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle does the cooking, but a lot of times they don't like what we want to have for dinner. So my, so he's just like, okay, well I have purchased you options that you know how to fix for yourself. If you don't want to have what we're having, you're free to make yourself something else. So, you know, yeah, you're, Kyle's not a short order cook. <laughs> it's like you either eat what we eat or you make your own. This ain't a restaurant, folks. And if they don't eat what we eat, hey, leftovers, lunch tomorrow. Amen, sister. <laughs> I would say Lauren's pretty good about leftovers. She will eat leftovers. So. Oh, yeah. We, 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 like, we like our leftovers, but it's like, you know, yeah. it doesn't hurt our feelings if they don't want to eat what we're eating because then it's just <laughs> more for us for lunch. That was something I really had to work on with Nick because when he was growing up, he didn't like a lot of stuff that his mom made, but yeah. he was hungry, so he just ate it, you know? So when we got married, <laughs> I was constantly asking him, did he like something? Because I was trying to cook food that he liked. Yeah, you, you know? wanted like, to be the one that made something my, he liked. Yeah, yeah. No, like, literally, my mom raised us, like, if you get married, make food. That your husband likes. Don't worry about hurting my feelings. So I was like, okay. And there was one specific dish. And I finally was like, I could just kind of tell. I could tell the enthusiasm wasn't there for it. And I was like, do you even like this? And he's like, no. (laughs) And like, that took like three years for him to finally. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, babe, you don't have to eat stuff that you don't like. You know, one of my (laughs) favorite dishes from when I grew up, my husband doesn't like, and we almost never have it, and I'm sad oh, because that's heartbreaking. I miss it, so I love it, and I'm, like, the only person in this house that likes it, so it's like we Nick never and Lauren have it. are not squash people. They're not watermelon people. <laughs> They're not pie people. They don't like pie. How do you not like pie? I don't know what hell zone I'm trapped in, but the, my people don't like pie, Callie. It's really a big fucking problem. That's, that's that's not okay. Like, not any pie. Like, maybe Nickel choked down a slice of apple, but that's, like, not my fave either. But, like, they, like... I like, don't like apple really that much it. either, he but, like, there's good pie out there. Amen. What the Like, heck? they like they like cake better than pie. Well, listen, cake is great, but pie is also great. <laughs> I feel like pie is so much superior to cake. Pie like, is superior to cake. But it's, because, all, like, you know, it's just, yeah... Because, like, with mm. cake for me, there's the whole frosting situation. Yeah. Frosting can give me migraines. Frosting gets to be a bit much, especially mm-hmm. the way they tend to pile it on these days. I'm yeah, like, like okay. the 14 pounds. Exactly. Can we, can we not? Like, yeah. what we've been doing a lot, and this, this is going to sound silly, but Sam's Club makes a mean cupcake. Like, I love Sam's oh, Club. Oh, they do. Sam's Club has really good cake. I and had a high school graduation party this year, and it was phenomenal we get their cupcakes all the time and like i remember the first time it was like a pack of like 
I don't know. There was a lot of cupcakes in this box. It was more than 12. And I yeah. was like, are we going to be able to eat all this? <laughs> Three days later, they were gone. And I'm like, Boom. Apparently, yes, we can. But what I tend to do is I slough off the frosting and then eat the cake. Mm. Because I love yeah. the cake, but I don't need mm-hmm. the frosting. I'm like, okay, it's a bit much. <laughs> I actually really like frosting if it's really good frosting and it doesn't give me a headache. Then yeah. I'm fine with cake. Then cake's great. Give me some cake, man. But yeah, it's really a problem. Like I can take one little tiny bite of frosting. I have to do a taste test and I can tell right away if it's going to be a frosting. I don't like the um, it, the really, um, what do you call that stuff? Yeah, the, I know what you're talking about. No, but you might, I don't know. Because some people really hate one kind and some people really hate the other kind. The buttercream? I am okay I like with buttercream. I like buttercream. That I have the least amount of problems with. I can I can I can do some buttercream in in yeah. small numbers, but that that whipped stuff. Oh, yeah. I have I I'm I think I'm okay. I don't know. It's if it's like super super sugary, then I have an issue. I don't really know what the ingredient is that really sets me off, but there's something in it. <laughs> I don't like really whipped stuff because I'm like, mm. no, it doesn't taste like anything, and it's just sugar, and I don't want it's it. It's just air. No sugar. <laughs> How is it. the schooling going for the children? Listen, I don't want to talk about it. That's what I figured. <laughs> it's going like Liam is fine once he decides to actually do his fucking work. Yeah, but I figured it was. <laughs> And what she's doing right now, he's on a, I'm going to do all this kick. And I'm like, this is good because you don't want to rip the screen, you know? Right. (laughs) So, but my daughter. Yeah. I figured. She she wasn't so hot about doing homework when they were in school. Right. And it's just. going to plummet. (laughs) Well, and the school doesn't, isn't really helping because they act like it's like something that we can do. Like, okay, what do you want me to do? What do you. What do you expect me to do? Like, chain her down, like, clockwork orange style with the little eye prior openers and, like, make her do it? Like, like robot peel her, her fingernails hands, back you know, or like, something, you know? I'm doing what I can, and it's not it's not a thing, you know? It's just... I, that is the comment. So, like, I, Lauren's in full-time distance learning. Yeah, so is ours. Okay, so she, she, it's literally its own school from separated from the... Uh, other schools so <laughs> I've been seeing like we have a message board on Facebook so parents can chat and I've just seen so many parents oh god from- if we had a message board it would just uh-huh. be filled with filth yeah <laughs> it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of complaining oh <laughs> it's terrible like, parents complaining about that like excuse me Mr. School District but how do I do I strap them down <laughs> like how do I <laughs> Make them well, it's like, I'm tired of the shaming understand. emails. You need to work with your daughter. It's like, okay, we have this talk literally every week. Literally yeah. every week. And we... She's it's, a little bit stubborn. It's like fucking pulling I teeth. Wonder, I wonder who she gets that from. I want to get her <laughs> off the bridge. You know, it's just like, <laughs> why? Uh. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I was very sad that I was told I could not have more children. But in moments like these, it's not Seriously. so bad having just one. You pulled a good one, and you'll be like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna walk away from the table now because I've won." And not to be like an asshole, but like if Lauren was like even in preschool, and I told her to sit in front of a computer for eight hours, she probably would have done it. Well, yeah. I'm like, okay, 
That's the thing. Some some kids are a little bit. Evie is one of these ones that she's a silent rebel, which is yes, is very me. She will say, "Okay, I'll do it," and then you turn your back, and then she doesn't fucking do it. Oh my god! There's two of you. (laughs) And I'm like, this is what I get. This is me. This is Jesus making some fun of you. Don't say the Lord doesn't have a sense of humor because he does. I particularly enjoy it because Lauren, um, she, I can tell like the more argumentative side of her is really starting to kick in and that comes directly from her father. So listening to the two of them do math homework and argue about it, it's like who can out genetic them the other it's like it's literally like watching two mirrors argue back and forth it is hilarious we have like <laughs> they set us up their their school program is a thing called edgenuity the problem mm-hmm. with edgenuity is it wasn't yep. up it wasn't running when school started so they yep. started all the kids on google classroom which is what they used last spring yeah and my kids are familiar with Google Classroom. They like Google Classroom. Google Classroom is great. So when Edgenuity was started, they just kept using Google Classroom. My God. And I was like, <laughs> okay, but you need to do Edgenuity. And literally said to my face, I'll do it after I finish Google Classroom. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to go. That's not how school works. <laughs> you don't get to decide <laughs> Where you're going to work on your schoolwork. You have to go where they tell you to go. <sighs> so, and, and Kyle, you know, you get him talking about this and he's just, he's got nothing but bad things to say. He says, I knew this was going to happen. They introduce Edgenuity midstream. You're confusing the kids. Yeah, that's not good. And it's just like, it's no bueno. So, yeah, it's been a hot mess in my district too. They're doing their best, but it's still, I just kind of, I mean, it's, complete disaster it was kind of a mess in the beginning i just wish that they would have a little more patience with this year yeah it's kind of like i just told lauren listen man if you actually retain any knowledge we'll just consider it a bonus but this is we're in survival times it's hunger games may the odds ever be in your favor that's really how i feel And that's well. That's kind of how I feel. But like the school's acting like, oh yeah. no, this is all very serious. Oh no, it's just. <laughs> and I'm the like, same. no, guys, you're gonna have to let this like, one go. <laughs> uh, the good part of the distance learning is like Lauren has a lot of homework time built in. Like Friday, she technically doesn't have any classes. She just has to do her right. homework. And let me tell you, the homework is not piling on. <laughs> Because the teachers have to create all of these, you know, video presentations. Everything's video. So I think they have Fridays. I think that's what's going on is that they have their Friday to, like, workshop and do stuff. See, what I would love, because last spring she had Zooms with her class, with her teacher in the class, right? Don't have that this year. It's like she's completely yeah. on her own, and, and it's just like it, she was doing so much. Oh my gosh, they're not doing any Zoom None. Teachers? It's all you what log. It's all fuck? you log into Ingenuity and teach yourself. And I'm like, oh, I was not understanding that. Oh, that's yeah, bad. It's not working. Not it's good. not working. No, they're not like this. Isn't like online college. In fact, I think even with online college, you get a yep. professor yep. on a Zoom call. <laughs> So, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's good. 
it's not been yeah that's that it's not been real real happy great um <laughs> but anyhow we were meant to talk anyhow. about other things other than bitching about our kids learning i got a sparkly dining room table you also finished yellowstone i did <laughs> I <hate> you. <laughs> you are the devil you are but did i not like you? seriously Okay, so here's here's how this went down. So we got to episode nine, and we finished nine, and then Nick was like, okay, we've got one more, and he goes to look for episode 10, and he couldn't find it. All they had was, like, this little, like, pre-thing with the cowboys from the barn yeah, or whatever yeah. with Jimmy and It was a hard to find okay. the finale. Right. So Nick was like, well, that's it. I was like, that can't be it. Because it was like... We, had, we ran into the same shocking. issue. We ran into the same issue. Right. And he was like, well, why do you think it has to be shocking? I was like, because Gally told me it was shocking. She don't lie. And I, he was like, well, maybe she just thought that episode was shocking. I was like, she did not think. Jen is like, that I is know, Gally. She does nothing. I was like, that is not a shock. Like, it just, at nine ended with, like, all the crew getting brands and stuff. And then, oh, Beth lost her job. Oh, spoiler alerts if you don't want to be spoiled on Yellowstone. FYI. One, two, three. Okay. So, yeah, I was like. Like, that's not it. So we finally found it, and then, then we watched it. And I and Nick was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "But was yeah. I was I not right when yeah, I categorized exactly. it? When about. I said, you know, you're watching and you're just like your mouth is hanging open, and you go, what? <laughs> like they so hard Dallas us, or actually it was almost like you know what it was like. It was like dynasty. it was insanity, is what it was. I was like, what are yeah, you doing? I, Let's just take let's just take all the fan favorite characters. Every single person that we like, except for Rip. Every single person that you enjoy on this show, and you're like, yeah, they need to stay except forever. For let's put them their lives in peril, and you don't know who yep. lived or died. Fuck you, Yellowstone. And and I looked it up. They don't air until June. We have to wait until June 2021. What in the sweet mother hell is this mess you've given me? I just, you know me, I like to share the pain, so. I'm really hoping that, like, nobody's dead. Maybe, like, Beth's in a I, coma um, That's my personal hope, is Beth in a coma. Because yeah. I think. Because I don't feel, because they kind of clean stuff up in the first premieres. They do. The first two seasons. Actually, three seasons. So I was like, maybe this is just, like. Maybe it's just going to be like, it's okay. Because I don't think they can kill Casey. I don't think they can kill Beth. I just don't think they can. I mean, I'm not worried about Casey. I'm not I'm not worried about Kevin Costner. Sorry. Like, you're going to have to work a little harder to make me think that Kevin Costner can't survive multiple gunshot wounds from a machine gun. <laughs> multiple. He walked up to him. Multiple. And like, him they're unloading. And and it's, yeah. It was like they're unloading a clip into Kevin Costner, and I'm like, "He's all right." That's I was like, "That's Dan get up and shake it off, bro." You can't Robin Hood. You killing Robin Hood? Give me a break. Mm-mm. Not you don't you don't kill my Kevin. It's just not gonna happen. He is somebody. Immortal. I saw somebody online said that they thought his cell phone might have protected his heart, like wherever he put his phone yeah. away. Yeah, it looks kind of like surface gunshot wounds. Do can can cell phones protect your know. heart? Is that I a thing? Know. Are they bulletproof? 
Maybe his I think is. that might be a I thing. Don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I felt really bad for the woman that he stopped. Oh, no. And what about her poor road? kid? He's still out there in the weeds. I'm like, yeah. He's like in the field with like his dead mom and this crazy weirdo, this dude that just is changing his tire. Like, what is the deal with this show and people being on the sides of roads and people pulling up in the middle of nowhere in Montana and they're always evil, ready to kill someone? What's up with that? Do any, like, nice people travel the roads of Montana? Because it really doesn't feel like they do. It's all serial killers and, you know, people who are hired by Jamie (laughs) to kill their father. Am I getting that right? I really felt like Jamie was behind You know, here's the thing about Mr. Jamie, the Fredo. The Fredo. You so know he's the Fredo. Mm. That's why I was thinking maybe this is not him because it was really coordinated and kind of smart, and that's not helpful for him. But also, do you not agree that Rip is going to give a beat down to Fredo? Well, I was like really stressing out because I was like, okay, there goes my bath, there goes my Jimmy, there goes. My Kevin, there. I just call him Kevin Costner. I actually call him. <laughs> it's because he's Kevin Costner. Um, I was like, there goes all my people. And 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 Casey. Casey's like the one that I'm like least invested in, but I know he'll be just fine. Like I feel like what happened with Casey. That's just like a regular <laughs> Tuesday for him. I was just like, yeah, they're barging in. Like he's like he was very Oliver Queen style. Like he threw the desk in front of him. I was like, okay, he'll be fine. Because I think Wood is, like, cell phones in this show. It'll be fine. Like, are they really going to take down, like, this super sniper? Come on. Come on. It's not going to happen. But I was really stressed out about Rip because Rip was driving. And I was like, oh, my. Like, I love him. Rip is like, the man. He is, he is my son. I He's need him to be okay bear. more than anyone to be right. Exactly. For anyone to be okay, he has to be okay. So I was really freaking worried. Like, when he pulls up to the horse, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. There's going to be, like, a masked gunman in the fields or something. Like, they planted the horse there for Rip to find, so then he dies. Yeah, I was seriously worried about Rip because I was like, oh, God, you touch Rip. Rip is fine. Oh, God. Like, he got the wedding ring. He got the ring. And I was like, oh, my God, they're going to kill Rip. It also didn't help that Nick was like, well, he's going to die. Like, I hate watching TV with my husband sometimes. Like, it'll be a perfectly lovely moment in which a character is, like, having some emotional growth or having a touching having a touching moment with another character. And then he's like, well, that means they're going to die. I'm Listen, like, you are literally the worst. Your husband and I, I do the same thing. I told you I married you. So, in more ways than one, sister. Like, literally, that's what I do all the time. Me and Kyle can watch TV together. Yeah, so it was really, but Rip was okay. But I think Rip is on the road back to town, so I think he's going to bump into Papa. Papa does. I think Rip is going to kill James. (laughs) I, yeah, and James, like, you better not call me anymore, Rip. I was like, Rip is going to murder you. Like, you can say this. Like, Rip will be murdered, and we're all going to be okay with it. He will straight up cut a bitch. Like, that is not. I love how down Beth is with that. Like, Rip doesn't want to tell her about that stuff. And she's like, baby, that ain't going to bother me. A little murder? That's fine. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty okay with it, too. On this <laughs> Beth is all in on this, you know? Beth is the shit. The one I'm most worried about is Beth. She's the, the one that I'm Eastland most worried about, too. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, she is very, this is a very talented actress, and she's from England. So, like, 
Well, and there was all these rumors that, like, oh, she's working on this other movie or show or something, and that's when yeah. it's on when that's filming, and it's like, oh, God. That's why I'm like, coma, 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 coma. Come on, come on, come on, baby. I, my other thing is, like, Beth and Rip are really happy. Yeah. Which spells doom. Like, the scene where he goes and gets the ring from his mother's grave. Like, how extra is that? I mean, it's so Rip. Like, okay, you have to be, like, he's such a drama queen, but it broke my heart. Like, I was just like, like, no, mama, I couldn't. Like, literally talking to his mother's dead body, FYI, she had not completely decomposed. Just so you know. Having a chat with Mama after he exhumed her, it was it was like seriously that actor is the only one I think who could pull off that scene because it was kind of like, are we talking to a corpse? Is that what's happening? Okay, we're gonna talk to a corpse. So, but like it worked, it worked for me because it's Rip. It's Rip. He can sell anything. Yeah. So now I have to wait until June, and maybe my favorite character isn't coming back. And you know what? You suck. Listen, if I had to suffer, you had to suffer with me. I know. See that we Tal and I have a kind of an ongoing thing that if one of us is suffering, we pull the other one into ourselves. Honestly, you should have been concerned the minute I was like, "You should watch this." I really should have. Well, uh, do you see me turning on Sons of Anarchy? Well, that's one. That's I one I will say I'm you should probably stay away now. from. If you can't handle Yellowstone, Sons of Anarchy would kill you. I think I'm too scared to watch Sons of Anarchy. I'm a. I'm. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a simple person i'm like i'm like a baby deer not a baby in anything. the woods Listen, here's the thing about sons of anarchy <laughs> it's hard it's rough like but it's don't they cut off someone's penis in the premiere no that's another episode I, I, um i don't oh, know if they actually the went through with cutting episode. it off but they they threatened very hard he deserved it I feel like I watched only one episode. It was and that like, was, it's, like it's, one it's in the first the run of episodes. It's like right there. So, um, yeah. but no, it, he deserved it. He was he raped a little girl. So, okay, I'm fine with that. See, if I had had the background, story, most people who get dismembered deserve it, except in the last season. Interesting. Well, but see, last season rules. Are everyone's fair game? Oh, in the last season. That's what the last season is so terrifying. With it, they're like everyone's fair game. Excellent. <laughs> and I'm like, but wait, I like these people. That's too bad. Do you remember when Mark was like, he gave an interview and they like talked to him about Sons of Anarchy and like how that could be a possible ending for Oliver? And Mark was like, Yeah, I love like, that. Shut idea. up! Shut up, Mark. <laughs> Nobody likes to hear that shit. <laughs> Listen, I love Sons of Anarchy, like but that ending has no place on Arrow. I'm sorry. I know. I had Sons of Anarchy in the back of my head. I'm like, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't dare. He didn't. Yeah. Which is good. Some people still think he, he did. That's so. my. Still think he did. Yeah. We're not going to ever convince I'm just like, him, I believe what you want, but did. you're making. Wait a minute, question, because again, I'm out of the loop, and you are my loop, so what was everybody talking about, because I saw it on my feed, I didn't have time to, like, dig into it, what was everybody talking about a revival for? Okay. Like, how, so, did, how did we get to Beth revival? Beth and Dexter announced that they were going to do, like, some shortened ninth season revival, or tenth season, whatever season, well, revival. Stephen had yeah. retweeted it and said, ooh. Never say never, you know. 
and everybody's like, oh, ha, 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 nervous laughter, you know. (laughs) (laughs) The Fool did another podcast with Michael Rosenbaum. Oh, fuck. And he said that when COVID started and it was looking real bad, apparently Steve was worried that the show would go under. Yeah. His heels thing? So he, he thing at start. talked okay. to Berlani about coming back for, for a season nine. And Berlani said yes. And so that's what everybody what? was But no. like, the show is fine. Like, the dumb idiot caught COVID and it's still going. The dumb idiot book is back and it's still going. So like... Oh yeah, we're going to talk about that too. Oh... It's My not God, coming back. It's not. Like, no. No. That was just a, like, we talked no. about it, but, like, how do you know how serious they were? I don't know. I didn't listen to the podcast. But here's the other thing. Like, that low-key pisses stupid. me off. Because, okay, off, all the, the network also probably wanted to go more years. Like, it was Steven's yeah. call. The, you know what I mean? He's like, just they, sad he that he's not on his show anymore. Like, and everyone's get he's not getting enough attention. Uh, but my thing is, like, he made this huge deal about how he wants to go off and do other projects. And then, like, the minute some that's not going great, he's like, okay, well, Arrow's yeah. gonna fall back. Like, fuck you. Like, there are people who were employed on that show who probably would have loved to do right, a season exactly. nine. You know what I mean? Oh, and here's the thing. But you have in your ego. Fans not to want it too much, what do you think it would actually look like? Like, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, well, Emily won't come back and do it. Oh, my God. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, like, so confused. Were people thinking Oh, yeah, Emily because Steve comes come back, back she comes back, right? That's how it works, right? Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking. Do they not understand that she is not, like, his puppet and she just does whatever? Like, guys, I wasn't freaking kidding around when i said it was very difficult getting her back right. for the season finale and no i'm gonna just tell you straight up there was no steve calling emily no. and asking emily to do it that's no. not how that went down so no she's not coming back it, 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 it would, would just, just be, be steve, steve and maybe maybe david, maybe david ramsey it would be well steve and, and you know what i said again. that's that's a that's the upside of it is is another season yeah eight. What I said is, like, when has a revival ever really worked for a show? Like, think of Veronica Mars. Think of X-Files. Think of Gilmore Girls. All these shows that came back, the fans are so excited, and then they were mad, disappointed. People get killed off. People get divorced. It's terrible. Well, here's the thing. When you bring back these old shows, I'm not saying Arrow's old, but I'm just saying when you do a revival... There has to be they can't drama. Day in the you life ended the show, married, yeah. right? It's like they're never going to come back and do just like, "Hey, everybody's happily ever after," and we no. get to watch that now. No, they're oh. going to come back and blow up whatever happily ever after you got Correct. in the final season. Yes, that's how and I works. understand that, and you understand. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, some people are like, like "Oh, I can have Elizabeth back," and I'm like, "But actually, no." You- no, you won't. They'll probably kill her. I'm not kidding. Like, that is not what you want. Here's a perfect example. When Dawson's Creek hit their 20th anniversary, they did an interview with Kevin Williamson. 
and they're like, you know, have you guys ever thought about Dawson's Creek revival? And he's like, you know, no, but okay, let's play. And they're like, what would you do? And this is literally what he said. Well, of course, he was like, there has to be drama. He's like, I would probably ha- try to have Dawson's. He's very successful in his career and searching for love. But this is where this is where it gets trouble. He's like, Pacey and Joey are married with kids, but they'll probably either be getting a divorce or like, no, we don't want that. And then, like, and then it's all about getting Pacey and Joey back together. Mm-mm. I'm like, I don't need to see that twice. That's literally what the show was for six years. I don't need to see that all over again. Thanks, I'm good. This is why you don't want showrunners to touch no. on the shows again after they, particularly if you've gotten a happy. Ending. And listen, I know a lot of people in our fandom really believe that the ending that we got was not happy. You know that they, they they're looking for something happier, and I think, yeah, I, I feel guess. like a lot of this. Is they want the proof that Oliver isn't dead. Listen, if you need proof that Oliver isn't dead, the mere fact that Steve is talking about a revival, he's not <laughs> dead. Telling you he's not dead. Like, here's the thing every time they say dead, they're kidding yes. around, they're being facetious. And they think it's everybody like... wailing and gnashing their teeth about it is funny because he's not dead. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. He's not dead. Anyways. No, sorry. Like, that is not. What it would be yeah. would be Oliver and Felicity yeah. coming back to help their kids in the future. And then something would happen to Felicity and she'd die. That's what would happen. That or, yeah. and this is an even worse case scenario, there would be no Felicity at all. Of course, there wouldn't be. And yeah, it would be an excuse for comics extravaganza it would be another crossover well here's the other thing let's just say i mean sure i guess it's possible in the in the realm for emily to come back i'm not saying like that they extended it off of her she'd be like hell no i Very just think unlikely. it's highly unlikely and i don't think and i don't think up the 10 years like, from hey, now I'm that's like, gonna change with me <laughs> right i just feel like steve picking up the phone and calling emily and be like let's do another season together like the woman has a mind of her own. She she would she didn't want to do season eight. If Steve was going to cajole Emily back into doing another season, don't you think he could have gotten her? To you don't stay think for season he? Eight? You don't think he tried That's to convince her went. to do season eight? Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Know oh, I'm I don't sure know if he, he did, did or not, but I'm sure there was a, so, some point, I'm sure some conversation, did. and she said no. I mean, maybe he, I don't. Maybe he did call her for the final episode. I just feel very strongly that's not how that went down. <laughs> But yeah, I just, no, just like, here's my thing. Everybody's made mm-hmm. plenty of money. Like the, the, the financial position that all of these actors are in, put them on in the controls in the driver's seat. Like she has made a ton of money. Now she gets to go do mm-hmm. projects she wants to do. It's, she has the freedom of taking her time. I don't think she's a person who lives very extravagantly. She'll do trips. She wants to do her indie projects. She can afford to do those. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's kind of what I foresee for Emily Bettrecards. So, like, a lot of, like, returning to do revivals is either about nostalgia or it's about money. Those just seem to be the predetermining factors. And a lot of times they work in cohesion. So, I really just don't think the nostalgia is there because the show literally just ended. Which leaves money, and I don't think she needs that either. So. And it's not something I want. If, if, unless, like, Steve said to Rosenbaum that, oh, no, I've talked to Emily about this, Mm-mm. and she'd be down, too. 
then I'm not interested because that's what everybody wants. We all want. So then, you, yeah, you're right. You would have, you would have a show, a season eight. And I watched season eight guys. I watched all. How many episodes? Too many. Episodes? <laughs> it was long. It was long. The only saving grace was that we had Mia and William. Well, like, and if, you should have seen happen, Reddit. I think they I were all like, and they were like, yes, bring it back. No, no kids this time. Just Oliver and Diggle doing Spectre business. I'm like, oh, God. That sounds Well, terrible. you know what they want? Because you know, you know Katie Cassidy. Oh, available. Katie Cassidy would be in it for sure, guys. Emily, not Katie for sure. Come on. Think about this. Yeah. What do you really want this or not? Like, <laughs> come on, guys. It is literally going to be season eight. And they they had a lot of Laurel and Oliver in the first couple episodes. Then they kind of backed off of it once the kids got in the scene. Well, but and also, yeah. I feel like we need no. to kind of normalize endings. Nobody wants an ending anymore. Yeah, it's okay for things to end. I agree with you excellent point it's it's like it's like if something has ended now it's like hollywood's like well, let's start it up again let's like, just yeah, it's okay just for things, things to end. it's okay you know move on yeah you're gonna survive it you're gonna survive it and i think it's an important life lesson because nothing. nothing lasts forever and I really agree with you. I really can't think of a revival where I'm like, oh, my God, that was the best. They, they talk about Buffy, bringing Buffy back all the time. And I don't know how many times Sarah Michelle Gellar has to say, I ain't doing that. Which then that's a, what is it? It's a reboot then. And I'm like, I have no interest in watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer if it's not with the original characters. And I don't want the original characters to come back because all they're going to do, all Joss is going to do is blow up their lives again. And I already went through seven seasons of basically hell. I'm the good. thing is, I, w- I went through it with Doctor Who when they brought back the 10th Doctor and Rose for the 50th anniversary. And everybody was so excited. Yeah, they hosed you, but good so on good, them. And it was, yeah. like, it was the worst case scenario of mm-hmm. how that could ha- turn out. And it was like, mm. So. They done you dirty in that one, girl. And I didn't even watch Doctor Who. And even and I'm so like, I, I that just, was wrong. I, I don't trust any revival i don't trust any Mm-mm. no i don't i don't want it once it ends it's ended i'm sorry i everybody misses them but you can re-watch, rewatch it does rewatch it kind of new fucking show guys okay <laughs> you reread my reviews and i find something else to watch you're gonna get obsessed about like but honestly like another great example yeah. that you brought up is gilmore girls Okay, I was really pumped for Gilmore Girls, okay? I was like, because I, you know, their ending was happy, but it was not very popular. The last season was not very popular, so I was very pumped. And I got to be honest with you, I was good with the Lorelai stuff, and I was good with um, her mother. But Rory was kind of the worst. And the way that they ended that whole, like, I get that that was the original ending that they planned, but, like, it basically ends on a huge cliffhanger and you're just like, okay, great. You know what I mean? Like, whereas I think the season finale of, of the final season was, you know, it kind of had a, a more Listen, a season more, finale more closure. needs to so, have closure. I, I if you're going to remove that closure, it's not yeah. something I want. Right. Like, to me... I have no problem letting characters go as long as I know in yes. some realm that they're okay. Yes. And that's a broad definition. Correct. If they're okay, I can walk away. 
And I don't need showrunners bringing back, bringing them back and blowing up my closure. Like it's kind of emotionally draining to be super invested in a television show. And I just don't even think I have the energy for Arrow. I can't even imagine right now. I, yeah, I, I just like that. Seems exhausting. exhausting. Like, yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm having a blast with my kid rewatching it. There's a whole shit ton of stuff I forgot. But um, yeah, I mean, to me, that's fun. Have little rewatch parties. Reminisce about the days gone by. But no, I'm just, I'm kind of like, really, Steve? I just. And I saw some people hoping for like, maybe like, that it would be on HBO Max. And then we get the X-rated sex scene. And I'm just (laughs) like, guys. No, what's going to be on, on HBO Max is the Green Lantern Correct. show that Mark is doing that they just announced. Which I got to say, that sounds kind of cool. I am. I did not see David Ramsey in the I don't think anywhere, he is. So I, th- little... I thought I saw something from Mark that where he said he was involved. done with the Arrowverse. Yeah, I don't. I should just email him, ask him. But um, I don't think David's involved. So I don't think this is. If it's on HBO Max, it has nothing to do with the Arrowverse. I guarantee you. But their concept is cool because it's kind of like they can just keep the show going because they're going to like tell stories of. I guess there's a lot of Green Lanterns. So they're just going to keep doing, you know, it's something that you pass the mantle down and then they just start a new Green Lantern. I mean, Lantern I feel like passing the mantle is, which is, is a like, common oh, thing oh. in comic books, which makes it a little like head scratching why everybody was so resistant to Oliver passing on his mantle to his daughter to Mia yeah that never made well because they didn't want the Elicity baby to be Green Arrow that's what they if didn't it was want. the Little River well, baby they'd have been tough all shit. over it mm-hmm. well in order for the Laurel River baby to come to fruition Oliver has to look at Laurel occasionally and then have sex with her and those neither one of those things the looking and the talking were certainly never going to happen so I don't know how the sex is going to happen just laying it out for you yeah biology this is where babies come from sorry guys oh yeah dumbass we've been new and then there was this whole page six, six article. So I saw that came out. And then I saw a page six article where they were like, because Steve was like, I had COVID. It, and then him and Cassandra went on this whole like publicity tear about how it really wasn't so bad. They can, they can just shut up with that shit. And I was like, well, I was a little like, well, yeah, you're like in the 99%. You don't, neither one of you have pre-existing conditions. I'm glad that it went well for you, but there's a whole like, bunch of other if you people have a that are at risk. And you get something that is hurting people who are compromised. And it didn't hurt you, but it will hurt these other people. Wouldn't you want to use that, that platform to, to caution people to take it seriously rather than say it wasn't any big deal? Well, yeah, it's just kind of like... like like I'm high risk, so Steve, like, and I know my body. Like Stephen Amell getting on a podcast or his wife getting on Instagram or whatever, that doesn't like trigger me to be like, well, maybe I'll be fine if I get COVID. Like I know, but you know, so I'm not necessarily saying like people hear some that people and like, will. well, I don't have to worry but... about COVID either. I just didn't feel like some people will, but like, hopefully that's a small enough. I don't, I don't but, trust I don't know, anybody. Just no felt more. a little crass. I know. 
know. I was just like, I don't know if this is the right. And I get, like, I get what Cassandra was trying to do. She was trying to be like, hey, I just want to, like, like, when you hear about COVID in the news, like, everyone dies. And, hey, I'm still here, so I want to try and alleviate your anxiety. It was a lot about anxiety for her. And I'm like, or you could just talk to your physician, and they will probably, like, let you know what's going to happen specific to you, which I feel like would be a better use of Correct. getting rid of anxiety time. I don't know. But yeah, so page six. So Steve does this whole thing where he's like, oh, I got COVID, but it was a couple weeks ago. It was fine. I'm fine. And he did say like he got it and he was like, oh, fuck, did I just ruin this? Because he's number one on the call sheet and he has a new show and the whole show was going to have to shut down for t- two weeks while he got over COVID. So he was like, oh, the network was great. Everybody was great. They were totally prepared. It's fine. And I was like, okay. So there was a page six article where they were like, number one, Steve is not being very honest about when he got COVID. And I was like, tell me something I don't know. And then they were saying that the network and the showrunner were, in fact, actually really pissed that he got COVID because he wasn't following the rules. They knew he wasn't following the rules. And it cost him that a ton of money. That seems more likely. So. It seems more likely. I was like, I, I don't really know. I don't think I don't know how much. And then, and then the tabloid, but yeah, I he injures his back on set. Yes, I just saw that this man on TV line. Why is he not using? He is forty, or he's gonna be forty. Use the stunt <laughs> you know his ego. Even. Yes, I'm like, you're not twenty two anymore. <laughs> it's, the jig is up. Because didn't he, he yeah. hurt his he back on his... Arrow when he was swinging the tire thing? Yes, he's constantly hurting his back. They literally have stunt doubles for this exact reason. So now Use he has to the stunt double. be away from set even longer. This is kind of a disaster yep. for him thus far. Like, what do you think the likelihood of a of stars actually picking up a show? I don't know, wrestling? but I'm not going to watch yeah. it, so. Because I kind of feel like I'm totally mad about this, and I feel like we feel like there's enough for like a movie, but a whole series. I don't know because wrestling is basically a soap opera, so you're making a soap I just, opera. I don't soap opera. I don't care about it. I know. I don't. I. I, I know. Like the minute no. you say wrestling, it's like something inside me shrivels up. <laughs> it's like the <laughs> other side. Like, no. Yeah, you're just like I don't want it. Like, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want it. Keep it. Yeah. I was like, ooh, stars. And then I was like, oh, God. But he was like, it's going to be a wrestling show. I'm like, Steven. Stop trying to make the wrestling thing happen. That was an extracurricular activity of yours. Yeah. I was like, that was an extracurricular activity of yours that I supported (laughs) back in my Even then, I was like, I hate this. Those days are over. (laughs) I'm no longer supportive. Yes. Oh, oh I, sorry. I thought you already saw that. I did it. But he was also uh, ninety. Bond. James Bond. Damn. Do you think about that sometimes? Do you wonder, like, actors who were kind of old during our younger yep. days, and like you don't see them anymore, and you're like, I wonder if yes. they're alive. Like you're Angela like, Lansbury. Is she alive? Is she dead? I don't know. I think she just like did a like a little she was movie in that or Mary Pop TV Bible. appearance or something. I think wasn't she? She was okay. I feel so like Angela she was. Lansbury. Okay. I feel like she was. I feel like somebody that's was true. in there that was old. 
I believe you. I believe you. I believe you. I think somebody was there. <laughs> Someone in the generation of old was in that movie. Got it. Nailed it down. Yeah, that, and Sean Connery was one of those because you just like oh, the I other one. That we one. just watched Mr. Holland's Opus. So oh, he's I was not that Richard old. Dreyfus because I was like, haven't seen Richard for a while. I know. I, don't, I mean, I now he's like old, he is, but well, like now I feel like he might he's be not like he's like Sean Connery. He's in his eighties. <laughs> no, like my parents are in their seventies, so that's really Correct. kind of old. When your parents me, I don't feel like they're like, old. Older than my parents? Mm, that's old, you know. <laughs> yeah. So like now, like eighty and above is old. Seventies not old. Like that's like middle. That's like midlife for me. <laughs> my parents will even say we're old, and I'm like, no. Because I don't know. They just don't look like they're old. I feel like my grandparents looked older when they were 70, maybe. Maybe it's because you're my old life now, is just, Maybe it's because my perspective was skewed. Yeah, and I'm also turning 40, and I'm having a whole separate thing about that. I have one more year. 40 I'm, I'm is fine. I'm here it's to fine. report I'm fine. I'm fine turning Okay, good. I was like, I'm really not. I was way more like wigging out about And 30. here's the thing about ages, guys. Like, I chopped it just my gets hair better. Off. At least so far. Yeah. Yes, that's what I discovered. So I was like, I'm not approaching 40 with my that amount of trepidation. Particularly, I'm not going to cut off all my hair again and dye it blonde. Um, so that's what I did. My husband was like, is there like something going on with you? I'm like, what? I can change. I can be different. No, like, but like okay. <laughs> what I found with, with, well, with. 30 was like it was better than my 20s and 40s so far is better than my 30s like everything's just more stable if that makes sense yeah yeah 30 really felt like yeah I would say my 20s were very up and down and it felt like a lot of drama and I when I got to the 30 when I well and a lot of it was changed within me I just stopped this really is true. giving a shit yeah. about people like if you're just really like this is who I am and if you do, if you have a problem with Correct. that then I don't need to deal with you there's and like I think that was supported too because Taylor Swift wrote this whole like manifesto about turning yeah. 30 and that was pretty much what she said too like you really get very comfortable it's in true. your skin and you're like and that's you know only I'm okay more just true like being me and like you care even less yeah so I figured like that's gonna continue like, exactly that's gonna continue like, I feel like I should have a midlife crisis, but I don't know. I'm also, like, I'm actually fairly okay most of the time with getting older since I have died almost. You're not days. afraid of it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, you know, getting older is okay because, you know, the whole almost dying thing is a lot less fun. So. I'm here from the other side to report. Don't do it that way. All right, let's see. I'm looking at. Oh, I have, we should talk about what the episodes we watched. We watched. Uh, Lauren and I watched twelve. I know twelve is good. 13. I think thirteen's kind of like a, a a bridge episode. <laughs> yeah, it was a bridge. Thirteen's good. Thirteen it, or twelve is the uh, um, the syringe scene, yeah, that's and why then she gives good. him the book. Right. At the yeah, that's why twelve is good. Yeah, that's pretty much the only reason why twelve. Lauren was cute. She's like, how many times does he do this to her? Because she's watching the whole syringe thing. And I'm like, a lot. He does a lot. <laughs> she's like, okay. I actually asked 
a little question because I was very curious and I was like, hey, people, my peeps, did you like the flashbacks? I was kind of curious, especially back in season one, like were you flashback people? What was the, the consensus? So on I had that? 7.3 out of 288. Yeah, I got 288 votes, which actually is kind of a high Twitter poll. Um, 7.3% loved them. <laughs> Fast forwarded 34.7. That might be more you know, true I respect in the later you guys. You're episodes. living your truth. Yeah, I feel like, particularly when you hit season four, you can make a strong argument for fast forwarding these flashbacks. Uh, 58%, they were okay. I think, I, think I put now. they're okay. Like, my mom... Yeah, my mom loved the flashbacks in season one and season two and wanted them to, like, just be the show. I'm like, let's not get crazy. Like, I don't love them that yeah, they much weren't, they in weren't season one and season two. I would say season one, season three, I was okay with them. Season four, we could have deep-sixed them into a deep, dark sea and never see them again. It would have been much preferable. Season five... I thought the Grappa season could have been a little bit more than what it was, but it was okay. Like there I was so much build up to Grappa. I feel like it didn't really pay off. Course. And then I was like, "Oh, Amen, sister." <laughs> season three was actually right? fantastic. Like I, I feel like four. the flashbacks just like got. We're like we're stuck. <laughs> Dear season three, we're season sorry. fives were like a <laughs> hair better you. than season fours. Yeah, I just feel like it was almost, it was such a, because yeah, we did Brafa, and then there was the whole thing with what's your name from League of Assassins. It felt like, like, where is this coming from? It got to feel like towards the, the, the end of the flashbacks that they were filling time, you know? It didn't, it, like in the beginning, it felt yeah. like there was a, a strong yeah. purpose. There was a purpose and a point, Yes. I do think some of the season four difficulties were due, like, you know, DC being like, hey, you can have these certain storylines because we're making a really crappy movie. I don't know. Like, I feel like there was going to be more Amanda Waller. I feel like there was going to be more Diggle and Suicide Diggle Squad. Diggle isn't in the flashback. DC sucks. Girlfriend. No, but I thought they were going to, like, t- they were going to tie Amanda Waller in with the flashbacks like she was going to be in both she would be in present day and in flashback time <laughs> i also might have just made that up in my head and made that entirely possible <laughs> so like, you know let's just start rewriting arrow history and just say that things that happened that didn't happen so what else did you glean from these episodes uh what else did i glean um well specifically about the book scene it's really lovely, that scene, in many respects, because, okay, first we have the lighting. I think it's one of the most romantically lit scenes in the whole series. Because this show likes to play with their light. You know, they like to, oh, here, we're going to put a spotlight here. But it was very, the, the cafe was dark. It was dark. literally big belly Rain burger. was coming down the window. And they made it look like a cozy yeah, it was, was it? Yeah, it was, oh, I see, I thought it was a cafe. Correct. like this romantic fresh french restaurant and then he waves and i die because i remember watching that and i was like did he just wave at her this dork is such a dork because like 
Alfred doesn't wave. His, his upper body doesn't move in season one. Um, and I think for me, I, that was one of the first scenes where I was like, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Because if season one is painful in how long we have to wait for Oliver and Felicity to kind of like get in real with each other. And I, this is the first scene where there's real trust and honesty. And it's really, really well done. I love that Felicity calls him on his bullshit which I think sets up that their relationship is going to be more honest than what he has with anyone else outside of Diggle. You know, that there, that this part of him where he plays this facade and his lies, that doesn't work with her. She sees through it. And literally the people who have known him no, his entire life do not see through it. It's like you literally have known him for years. I mean, like when the hood shows up there were so many laurel kidnappings in that whatever seasons oh my gosh so many laurel kidnapping bullshit and i should have known because i still remember like season one trying to force myself to be like i really i need to like laurel and oliver because they're going to be the thing i still didn't believe like even after like the book thing i was like okay she's going to join the team but i just was not remotely confident that this was ever I really felt like Felicity's gonna have a crush on him for eight years and he's gonna be with Laurel that's really where I thought it was gonna go so I was I was just the lunacy like when he shows up and he keeps his head down and he says to her I think in episode 13 you know I can't you know I can't let anything happen to you and she's like what does that mean it's like put a brain cell together. He's got he's not clean shaven. He's the build of Oliver, and he's worried about. And he showed up when Oliver and came she's all back. Breathy. Come on, put two together. Yeah, and then it's like, oh my god, it just looks. It makes Laurel in comparison to Felicity, and Felicity being like, this guy is full of shit. It makes Laurel look well, so it, stupid. It's it's what makes like deeply stupid. How her fans in later seasons were like, well, at least she's not just the love interest. I'm like, can you go and rewatch season one? Because... Rewatch season one. Well, and here's the thing. She has, the, I forgot this, she has the most interaction with the hood outside of Diggle and criminals. Like, she's constantly meeting up with this dude. It, it, the first episode. Like, Moira is never face-to-face with the hood until 14. Thea's not face-to-face with the hood. Laurel's literally standing on rooftops with this dude. He's like, who are you? Why do you care about me? I'm like, oh my god. Well, and and let's also remember, she's with Tommy. I know. What's with the breathy bullshit? Like, like he's like, he's like talking to her in 13 and she's like, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Bosom heaving. And then Tommy shows up and she's like, oh, hi, Tommy. Never mind the man that I was mysteriously panting after. It's like, girl, get a grip. Control your hormones, lady. Like she says, she sees the leather pants and she wants to strip. It's like, I, res- I understand that feeling. I understand that. I respect it. I'm just saying, don't do it when you have a boyfriend is all I'm saying. And we're now we're getting to like, I forgot you were right. Because I was like, really, oh, there's like a really nice time with Laurel and, and Tommy where they're like stable mm-hmm. and like coupley. No, that's like two episodes. And then we roll into all the jealousy. He finds out that she's working with the hood, and then we roll into all they of that weren't really as great as Corey and Tommy. I remember them being? No, I think I might have romanticized some things 
Also, my perspective on Laurel has gotten way harsher over the years. So now, in retrospect, yeah, it's justified. Well, you were trying very, very hard to like my harsher opinion. I've really never had a character that I've tried harder to like than that character. Normally, that's not a thing with me. Either I like them so or you I were, don't like you them. Were but trying it's not, to like there's her, not a lot of middle ground. So you were you were probably excusing her more than well, you might have otherwise. Yeah, like my deal is like okay. For example, Jen has been Jen from Just Right. She's been trying to get me to watch Community Community for five years, and I'm not a big comedy person. I'm not a big procedural person, and I'm not a big comedy person. And the way she sold it to me is there's a really great ship. I'm like, oh okay. Like I like I don't need to have but it helps in the show. If, I don't need it. Like yeah, it helps. Particularly on a CW show, we're not dealing with no the highest brow. The brow is pretty low. Television <laughs> creation. Yeah, I'm like it's a CW. Like I know what it is, guys. I know what it is. Like you know, like in a show like Breaking Bad or West Wing, you know, you don't need that kind of more soapier aspects to kind of push to pump up the story. They've got enough juice there on their that. own. And Arrow had that. I I loved that. I loved all the action. I loved uh, you know. I loved everything about it except the main romance. And the problem with that was, you know, if this was like a Josh and Donna thing on West Wing where we're like, we touch on it every 15 episodes, you know what I mean? But it's like, we're really not going to move it along at a breakneck pace. I would have been okay with some aspects of it, but it was a major proponent of season one. That's the other thing I forgot. How much Laurel and Oliver's will they, won't they was such a was, propeller was, was in that season. In and how much they... Right, and it was constantly, I honestly forgot how bad the love triangle is. I I forgot, like, oh, my God. Like, I was sitting there and watching 13, and Tommy comes to Oliver, and he's like, Laurel's working with this hood guy, and I think it's really dangerous. And this is what Oliver says to him. He's like, you're letting her work with the hood? And Tommy's like, I'm not letting, letting her do her. anything. And, Oliver, and, and you Oliver's like, well, yeah. And, uh, right? The misogyny. I can't. Okay. And then the next thing he says to Tommy is like, you need to talk to Laurel and be honest with her. And, you know, you have to stop her from working with the hood. Like, the lies coming out of his mouth were so So when Tommy is angry at Oliver after he finds out, it's justified. Because everybody's always hating on Tommy because of that. This is why I don't like, I don't. I don't like Oliver when he's around Laurel. Here's the other aspect of it. He is completely using this hood persona Mm -hmm. to be flirty and have Mm -hmm. an emotional connection with Laurel that he's otherwise not getting at with her. Not intending to do anything about. Like, he doesn't want to be with her. I've seen Oliver when he wants to be with somebody. Well, and I feel like he... He respects the right. fact that Tommy's with her, and he's not going to do the cheating thing on Tommy. I feel like Oliver's kind but of like, I'm not doing like, the cheating thing anymore. I'm not gonna, uh, but pretend he I don't. is. Yeah. But he is. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but like he kind of is when he's the hood. Like saying to Laurel, "I can't risk you." Like that is kind of, you know, like do you say that to a person that you previously if dated? You're always you do. your best friend. I don't, I guess so. I 
like, that feels a little inappropriate, particularly with the way her panties dropped after he said it. I feel like the sexual innuendo was definitely there. God, she's like a cat in fucking heat around this guy. It's like, get, you know, have some dignity, woman. Yeah. So I was really pissed at Oliver. Cause like, God, that's such a dick move. You're being so incredibly manipulative with Tommy right now. Like, you're acting like this is Tommy's fault, that Tommy's not keeping an eye on Laurel, that, you know, that they don't have honesty in their relationship. Like, he's kind of, like, poking holes in their relationship. I'm like, this is really not cool, Oliver, and you're a jackass. See, this is why I can't be with Laurel, because I actually really dislike Oliver when he's functioning with Laurel. And I feel like they set that up for a reason. I feel like as we're moving, because what, we're going to be in 14? They're already, they're, now we know, they're moving Felicity in and they're moving Laurel out. So they're, they're highlighting in some ways, in some regards, the toxicity of Oliver and Laurel, regardless of whether he's in a mask or not in a mask, they're toxic. It's not a positive thing. <sighs> no, it isn't. And it's, it's destructive People. and ugly. And it culminated in a destructive, ugly moment when Tommy saw them together. I mean, I, I really, like, now I think the rewatch is, I think that scene's going to be, like, even more I want to scream and throw things. Because it's just so, just given the amount of lies that Oliver told Tommy, and Tommy's legitimate concern. Here's the thing. That scene in 13 connects with Tommy's, when Tommy does find out what he's angry, what he's really angry about with Oliver. Yeah, he's angry about the line. He's angry about the murder. But what he's really angry about is that, he knows deep down if Laurel knew Oliver was the hood, she'd dump Tommy so fast and go back to Oliver, regardless of the of their history. Oh, he's a hero. I have to be with him. Like that. And he's rich. Uh, like that At the end of, of the episode, way. I forget the number. It's towards the end. The one where they rescued Walter. Mm-hmm. And, and then the hospital afterward. Yeah. And he runs into Laurel. And she's like, just tell me that you don't love me anymore so that I can go back to Tommy. And, and he's right. like, I can't do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It, that is such a shitty thing to say. Like, if you're going to respect their, you know, respect your best friend and not try to make moves mm-hmm. on her, that's making a move, dude. Like, you don't have to have, like, there are other moves other than sex. I know Sex God Oliver doesn't really understand that. So when, well, I'm not sleeping so when, with her, so I'm not doing anything wrong. Then Tommy no! comes to Verdant to confront Oliver about this, takes a swing at him because he's angry, and Oliver just sidesteps yeah. and lets him fall on the floor. Right. Like, You're such an ass. He's such an ass. It's so manipulative. It's so manipulative. And Oliver, when he's in the hood, Oliver knows this too, that Laurel would be hot to trot for him if she knew he was the hood. So when he's in the hood, he flirts with her. And he and he well, plays and Tommy up knows and he that accesses too. like that. Tommy knows that too. Huh? Right, right. Because the way Laurel's talked about the hood, he's like, you know, he can pick up on the, the not so subtle sexual innu- innuendo. It's really, really wrong. It's really not okay. And it's a shitty thing to do to Tommy, who has been an extremely good friend to Oliver over the years. Like, really great friend. So I think, like, I'm almost... And it's really shitty for Laurel to do. 
I don't like that Laurel's with Tommy and she's all breathy, panty dropping, let's have sex on the roof with the hood guy. I think she's being, it makes Tommy look like a placeholder. Like, what was I watching? It's kind of like Riverdale. I can't believe I'm using this example, but I saw this on a YouTube clip. I was like, God, that is so Tommy and Laurel. Because Archie, oh no, wait, what's the other one? Jughead says to Betty, he's like, you know, we don't work. I'm totally weird. You're Miss Perfect. And, you know, you're going to dump me eventually, or at least when until Archie changes his mind and decides to be with you. I was like, that's really how the Tommy relationship feels to me, like, right now. She wants Oliver to think she's moved on. It makes her well, feel Well, because it might make him jealous. His best friend. And might make him jealous. Yep. And about, you know, everything about this love triangle is so manipulative. It's so toxic. And, like, Tommy really is the innocent party in all of this. He is, like, stuck in the swirl that is Laurel and Oliver's toxicity. It's just really bad. It's really bad. I'm really not okay with it. And, like, given I've seen Laurel's behavior, now I'm seeing Laurel's behavior in a very different light. I'm not really, I'm like, yeah, I'm really not okay that they just were like, oh, it's fine. She deserves Tommy. Like, no. I feel like they could have played it up a little bit more, like, Laurel was a terrible person like Oliver, but then she redeemed herself by the end. And then, you know, she was worthy of Tommy. How they did that with Oliver and Felicity, kind of. But we never got that because they killed off Tommy, which I still say is like one of the worst decisions the show has ever made. Here's the thing. And that's why I will never support Merlance. I feel like a lot of people that love it, they're looking back at I know. it with rose-colored yeah. glasses and they think, no, no, I've seen other people do And by that. people, you mean me. <laughs> no, 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 no. no I'm not. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, I'm not alone. I, I, I understand There's that I'm a lot of people who are like, oh, Tommy and Laurel were cute. And I'm like, for an episode. Yeah, it's like two episodes. And then we got, I really, really thought the cute lasted longer. I really did. It takes them forever to get together. They really don't get together until the mid-season finale. So we have like, so that's basically nine. So we go 10, 11, 12. And then I want to say 12, 13 is the most, is where the manipulative bullshit really hits the ground running. So what is that? That's four episodes of them like, and like, it's not like they were focusing on them a lot either. It's like a couple scenes where like Oliver comes up to Laurel and is like, hey, can I talk to you? And Tommy's like totally cool with it. And you're like, he's secure in their relationship. And he's like, of course. And then gives Laurel a kiss and it's like, everyone's being so mature. But yeah, it's like we're in 13 and it's already like they're hitting the skids. I'm like, well, that was quick. (laughs) That didn't last long. I was like, I had a very different understanding of when these two blow up. And it's just. It's just so aggravating. I cannot stand these scenes between Laurel and the Hood. I cannot stand them. They bother me on a deep level. Not a fan. Not okay. I'm like looking back and seeing what else I don't know. Oh, answer this question for me. What kind Nobody of knows. law does Laurel practice? Okay, because here's the, here's the thing, people who are not lawyers, it's kind of like doctors. They specialize in law different kinds of law like i have a friend who's she's a patent attorney okay she focuses on patent law that doesn't mean she can turn around and be a prosecutor <laughs> that's not how that works like we have laurel in like whatever it was essentially the pro bono charity organization that she's doing something for 
some kind of lawyery something for. And then it seems like she might be a prosecutor. Is that what happened? I don't know. Because, like, she knows about all these criminal crime lords and, like, what they got. And I'm, I don't know. I, maybe I'm misunderstanding how involved she is in the criminal justice, you know, process. And, like, she's just very knowledgeable of it. But I'm like, I feel like maybe Laurel. And the, Okay. And then season two, she goes to the district attorney's office, which would actually make her a prosecutor. But, yeah, I just, I was, I'm not understanding what goes on at CRNI. I just don't understand it. Like, what is happening? I did agree with Laurel on one thing where she was like, are you going to find another criminal, someone else to blame for mom leaving for Sarah dying for you, for your drinking? I will say that Laurel and Lance had some killer scenes in the beginning of the show. There, I said something positive. Um, okay, I'm going to switch real quick, see if there's any questions. What kind of questions? questions? Oh. Heather wants to know <laughs> if I had a chance to watch more Yellowstone. <laughs> You darn right I did. You darn right. Oh, Infinite Canvas, who's literally one of the best bidders in the world. Go see her YouTube channel. That's amazing. Okay, looking forward to another episode. Thanks. Season seven was a good place to end the show, but Arrow got but had Arrow gone on to a ninth season, what storylines would you have liked to see? Oh I god, I I mean this is the problem. This is why Cal and I don't want to have there be a revival because we just want to see Oliver and Felicity with their kids at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> like, like I don't want there to be any drama. I just want to see like Oliver and Laurel or Oliver and Felicity just like being happy and I can't really think of a storyline that they didn't explore that I'm like, oh, I have to have that and I'm willing to blow up the show in order to have it. Oh, this is a good idea. This is a good one. Where are where where I don't know where you're going to be at the time of recording, but what's I don't your have Halloween one movie. I'm not a big Halloween person. I'm not like, a big I, Halloween I like scary person. Halloween, but what I like about it is more that it's getting colder outside than it is the Halloween. Like I, mm. I don't I don't really. I don't like scary. I'm not movies. a big scary like movie the, person. The Hocus Pocuses and all that. I don't Halloween Town. That was after my time. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm not. Yeah, know, I feel like you that's and I did. That's not my. That's not my bag, baby. I mean, we. I know we both really enjoyed the Haunted Hill House, and and of course Bly Manor. That's really good. But that's like, yeah. It's less Halloween. I have to watch that. It's like creepy. Although uh, Netflix has a new show, a uh, new movie, Rebecca. And it was good. Oh, I want to see that. And you know why I want to see that? Because I, ha- I have that. Army Hammer. That he is delicious. So. He is delicious. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah. I'm so excited. I want to watch it so bad. And I'm like so excited that, because I love the actress that they cast too. She's amazing. Um, I would say if I had to pick a scary movie, I like yeah, Scream we all a lot went as a teenager. Scream so I probably the like that. Yeah. Everybody saw Scream. I mean, the, the thing about, like, I was right in the middle of that, like 16, 17. So I was like their target market I, when they um, had all of these. Let's see, that came out when I was in college. So, like, my. Okay. My yeah. So if you were right there with me, yeah. College, and we went. Everybody went to the theater together to go see it. 
That was like the thing everybody mm-hmm. went and saw. Yep. It. It was... And like it was good, but it was scary. Was I don't really do good. well with scary. It was scary. It was really scary. I was like, okay, this is like the first oh, scene that is basically horrifying. my worst nightmare. Drew Barry. Oh my god, Drew Barrymore. Yes, I saw that. She looked exactly like, the for, same. like a throwback picture. And I like had I was like having PTSD <laughs> flashback situation where I was like literally shutting down emotionally. I was like, I cannot see that wig and not have the major wig ends. There, that scene is so terrifying. Because it's like, and that's the genius that Kevin Williams then. Or actually, I think Drew Barrymore was like, I just want to play the the girl in the beginning. That was such a brilliant thing because you see Drew. Well, Barrymore it's it's the um, Janet Lee effect from Psycho. She was the big star. Yes. She was the yes. name they used to pull people into theater right. to watch Psycho, and then she was killed off, like right away. Yeah. Yep, totally right. So I would say Scream probably is my favorite horror movie, but it's really I don't do well with really like like the genre of horror movies. I don't like. I don't like, watch I'll any watch, of that I'll watch stuff. I don't movies. watch. I'm not. I don't watch like. Movies. Okay, like I like um. Right, I love like if it's Shining, scary, and then Doctor Sleep came out, and Doctor Sleep was yeah, really good and it's yeah, creepy. I won't read any of. Them. I I don't do I yeah I don't do him. He's too scary for me. Uh, I will say this one of the scariest episodes of television I've ever watched on that Halloween was scary was Hush on Buffy. That was legitimately that scary. That was really scary. I was like, yeah, like I watched that episode live in my parents' unfinished <laughs> I watched basement it live, in the dark. But in my own apartment. <laughs> it was not a great viewing experience to be doing. Yeah, I was all by myself. I was like, this is not a good idea. Why am I watching this? It's pitch black in my basement. I was completely freaked out. So I would say that's probably my favorite scary episode of, but yeah. Um, oh yeah. Someone asked um, if we watched Pole Dark. We watched and then yeah, we stopped. Yeah, we did. We were on that whole. Sorry. Like there was a whole contingent of Elicity fans getting on the Pole Dark uh, train I think particularly either it was either after season three or season four. It's one of the two. And it was that summer. And it was a really good show until the cheating it's happened. Just, and then we were like. It's just. It, it was it was a good show. And then that happened. And it was one of those things that that was going to ruin everything for me. And I couldn't I couldn't watch it. You know, it was yeah. going to color anything that happened after. I'm like, yeah. OK, so. They do make it up to each other, but he did cheat on her and father somebody else's baby. Done. <laughs> yeah, I get. I get why people are able to like forgive because like they they forgive each other and everybody. And you know, she's not an angel either. I, I'm like, okay, I just like cheating storylines with me. It's very difficult to get me back from that. Very difficult. I'm just kind of like, and it, even one instance of it, I'm like, you know, I hate this shit. I don't like it. I don't like it when people cheat um is no bueno uh carla hi carla here jen what episode in season one are you most looking forward to rewatching? kelly interested in rewatching any of them she has them all memorized she doesn't need I to rewatch them she can literally like really, <laughs> you can type out this she can type out the script I from memory my you just don't know She's encyclopedia yeah. of Arrow. She knows everything. Uh, what episode am I most looking forward to? 
I probably am looking most forward to 21. Wasn't that the first real I OTA on the episode number mission? The one where they no, the one where they do the Merlin job? I think that was 22. I think that was 22. Yeah, the elevator, the yeah. elevator. Was that 22? I'm pretty excited for 22 because that was just such a romp. That was just fun. That was just a fun. It was it was interesting rewatching it. It'll be interesting rewatching it because I just remember being like, oh, this is a very different. This is a different vibe. I like this vibe. And I was so happy when you get into season two that that's the vibe that they went with. So probably that one. Um, yeah, I'm really not looking forward to the season. The finale sleeping together happens, happens in 22. Um, let's see. Does it? Oh god! All right. Well, at least I can pontificate my rage about it. I've never had the opportunity <laughs> to do that, so now I can just be like, actually, I've talked about it a lot already. But I don't get tired of talking about how much how much rage I have. <laughs> so, like Jen, you pontificate true, about true. it all the time. <laughs> true, true. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, okay, people are talking. That's about it. Oh, Angel. Hi, Angel. Uh, did you notice the double date with McKenna and Oliver went a lot differently? Oh, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten to Helena, or I haven't gotten to McKenna. But McKenna showed up. And I was like, oh, yeah. The right. double you know, date is like literally kind of like going to kind of fury you. Like, if you're mad at Oliver and okay, Laurel I can't, I don't already, remember any McKenna. it's not going to help. Yeah, I remember their sex scene. I remember their no, no, sex the double scene date, like the scene. way Oliver and Laurel start talking. Like, remember that that ski trip? <laughs> just like you are not each other's dates. Was at I particular that was... dinner? This is well. So wait, they have a double date with Laurel. I thought the double date oh, was with uh, no with, uh, Helena. What I'm thinking of is they come over for um Tommy's birthday. Oh. Uh... It always oh, that's is. gonna be awkward as it fuck. It always is. It's terrible. Mm. Angel's making an interesting point. With Helena, LL was kind of bitchy, but with McKenna, she was cool. Was it because LL perceived a greater threat with Helena? Like Oliver had a deeper connection. Thought it was an interesting. It was maybe, maybe he sensed he she wasn't he or wasn't as into McKenna, whereas he seemed kind of he really seemed but... Helena. Yeah, that could be it too. I gotta kind of, I gotta see the Tommy side of it to like see if she's actually like invested. Because here's my thing: I really want to believe that Laurel loved Tommy. I really, really, really want that to be. I really want it to be that she was torn, like Elena. I want it to be like an Elena, Damon, and Stefan thing, where like I fundamentally believe that she loves both these guys. But my, my really, I'm running into another problem that I had with Elena, Damon, and Stefan is I don't understand why why laurel loves one of these guys like or loves both of these guys she only should love one (laughs) and as usual it's not going the direction i wanted to go like she's not loving the guy i think she should be with i just don't here's the thing i don't like bad boys and i feel like oliver was a bad boy but the way they approached his relationship with felicity he was not a bad boy. He was trying to be a very good man, which is different. Everyone's going to be like, that's what Damon did. But no, I feel like Oliver didn't try did. hard enough in season one. Like he was backsliding yeah. into his old ways socially. Yeah. 
Whereas in season two, he's really well. It's not not even just the opening up. Just like being with Laurel was like dragging him back to who he was before the island. Yeah, there's just so much. I think what they wanted to do with Oliver, what they they really wanted to do, so I'm thinking back about that promo that they put out, like when Arrow first started, about the I'm the bad boy. Yeah. Yeah, like I think they really wanted him to just be like, dates everyone, you know, uh, Bruce Wayne type of thing. You know, they they wanted him to do that. Yeah. But like, the way Steven played that character, he played him as a piner. And he was either going to pine over Laurel or he was going to pine yes. over Felicity. And he couldn't handle anything else. <laughs> he, he couldn't, couldn't handle the Steven around. Like, I feel like Steve personally couldn't. But, like, he complained about it. So I feel like that's a very true statement that you said. He went to the writers and was like, hey, can we not have Oliver sleep with literally everybody? I think we're a little, I was a little harsher on the sluttiness in season one because, you know, he goes from Helena to McKenna. Yeah. Like, that's a oh, yeah. normal that, amount that, of dating. That wasn't, he's that a wasn't single guy. You know remotely what I mean? Like, that's close normal... to excessive. But meanwhile, he's still pining over Laurel. And it's just yeah, like... I'm like, okay. Okay, dude. <laughs> right. It's like, but like, the Helena thing was a few episodes ago. So it's like, okay, he can, and it looks like I think they're going to take their time a little bit with maybe with McKenna. So. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, mm, yeah. I, there's just so much there with Laurel and Oliver in season one that I'm just like, there's so much badness. It's unbelievable that they were actually. And like, I get it. I can see the vision that Mark Guggenheim had for the show where you have Laurel and Oliver. They can never really be timing and get on the same page. And yeah, once he, you know, he has to make ready, himself a better person. Be and I'm vice assuming- versa, blah, blah, blah. And then she wasn't going to be ready, and then she has to be become a better person. And then you know, once they're both superheroes with their matching costumes, then they can be together. Like I, I get it. I see the trajectory. It was a cool idea if it actually worked in, you know, execution. But it didn't. It just didn't work. It's just and everything about focusing on this love triangle and Auburn Laurel, it is showing the scenes of the show that are Correct. not. It, it, it made it disjointed and, and it's not good. It, mm-hmm. it just it didn't work. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work. <laughs> it's just so much not working. And I am very excited for when I can stop talking about them so much when it finally gets right. more of a focus on Felicity. It is coming. It's coming. But there's still happy. Quite My a daughter's bit of moral like nonsense. Lauren's very patient. The end. Like. Yeah, I feel like I'm hitting where they're going to bring her back more towards the end, and I'm just going to be like, <sighs> they just they, they just like to do that with me. Really Laurel. wanted they to, to make her happen. They like to shove her in a corner. Yeah, they like to shove her in a corner, and then they bring her out and for like 20, 21, 22, and 23. Make me deal with Nobody liked her. No fans liked her. No media liked her. I mean, she, she was really terrible. I mean, here's the here's the real thing that I'm like hitting on in season one because season one is the best Katie Cassie ever got. So sad. <laughs> okay, this is her moment to shine. This is it. This is her big season. She's the female lead. I really am quite shocked at the lack of storyline Laurel has. <laughs> like, it's not as bad as Diggle, 
although Diggle's pretty bad. Um, just Diggle down in the bunker, following all over around. Uh, but yeah, it really just rolls into she's the love interest role, and that's I just think it's funny that Katie Cassie ever complained like that she was never Laurel was never just a love interest. Yeah, but honey. Let's that's let's live thing. in that's reality the thing that's happening to you, honey bunch. Live in the now, right? Let's not rewrite history. We all know and that a big lie. That's not cool. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I would say season one rewatch is. Uh, I was like, oh, I'm probably gonna be a lot crabbier about Laurel. <laughs> I'm like really crabby about it. It's like, I was like how did I do this for? Because I really I hung did. in there with her for three years. I was like, no, there's good stuff here. We just got to mine it. We just got to keep digging. There's oh, diamonds to there's find. <laughs> You're going to find something, all right. <laughs> yep. Nope, it's just a big pile of manure. It's a pile of shit. I just keep digging through the shit and finding more shit. <laughs> yeah, we just keep finding more shit. Is it fun I to do, be right actually. all the time, Kelly? Although I feel it? a little better if people would learn you should put it on from me being right. You, I just no. We're not going to do that. Listen, you uh, what I, I but my ultimate a, goal is, and this is us, is I want to create a right army, and then we're mm-hmm. all right, and then we teach all the people who aren't, and then they join us, and we suddenly everybody's right. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, I, I probably won't be in the army just because I'm very, I'm just very committed in terms of arrow. I mean, and then I eventually come around. And like I feel like that's more fun for you, where I like don't listen to you, and then it's I eventually not, like, hey, guess what? You were right. You're like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you should put it on your resume. You should put I'm under special skills. I feel like put, it right. could be more so fun, be fun than it is, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I think you're con- you have concern with me as a friend that I overexert myself in a lot of these areas in which that you are right, and I'm not listening to you, which is fair. <sighs> As does my husband. Y'all test me. <laughs> but I'm going to bed now. How long did that take? It takes to get way to too do? long. <laughs> yeah, I know. To be fair, you don't listen to me about all your medical because stuff. that's not fun. <laughs> I see. We're a perfect pair. We're literally the perfect pair. It's why our marriage works so well. All right, guys. We have talked about all the questions. I have answered all and all shared all the thoughts. Every single thought um, you shared. What are you watching? I'm sure there's more. I can't think. Every oh, everyone's watching this Julian the Phantoms, so I'm probably gonna have to watch that with a kid. Okay, everyone's really excited. I feel I'm like not, I might be too old for Julian the Phantoms. I'm not. Am I too old? <laughs> Is that a thing? Julian the Phantoms people. Let They'll me know. They'll say you're not you because they want you to watch it. Because they're literally 15 year olds. I'm not. Well, I, I, everyone's telling me Lauren's going to love it. So I'll watch it with You're Lauren. such a good friend. do that. I'm like, okay. We've been, we've been doing the, I know. We've been doing the tour of old school movies. Like she watched Mr. Holland's Opus. We showed her sister act. That's good. All the classic I've movies. been showing some of those to, to Shelby. Yeah, she's been enjoying them. Well, oh yeah, because she's she's a babe. Has no. she watched Yellowstone yet? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna text her. Shell, <laughs> Shelby, Shell, 
I know you're listening. I know you're listening to this. Run away, Shell. I'm very then. disappointed <laughs> that you have not watched the TV that I expect you to watch. Understandably, your life has been a dumpster fire. I appreciate that. I understand that. But also, you need to watch TV that I tell you to watch. Because I should get to be in charge of what you watch. For no good reason. <laughs> oh, Jen. She can't watch Yellowstone. Oh, okay, I'll let it go. Um, what else am I watching? I can't think of anything else. I've been watching. I've been watching Yellowstone. I'm working on Shit's Creek. So I'm on good. season three. So funny! It's so funny. And then I'm. We're working on Community. I had to rewatch Community. Jen wanted to watch an episode with Community for me, so it took us a while to get that. But now we're back on Community. What's that? What about you, Cal? Oh, me. Well, I watched the um, Holiday on Netflix. It is the cutest goddamn thing. You have to. Really? I'll watch it. Good. Like, I'm not even a particular, like, Emma Roberts fan. Yeah, I'm really not an Emma Roberts fan, but. Like, she sold it. She sold it. She did a good job. She seems kind of hype. I'm proud. Points were made. <laughs> okay, I'll watch that. And then I gotta watch The Haunting of Blind Manor because you had, you did say it. that would be a good one it's to watch. It's a TV. Tonight. Is that it's, a TV um, show or is it a movie? Yeah, it's episodes. Okay. Fuck oh, no. I watched This Is Us. Did you watch <laughs> This Is Us? Okay. I was like, I was really kind of questioning whether my anger at Justin Hartley was going to it cloud clouds my views, and I don't even my watch, viewing so. of. Heaven, and it kind of did. It kind of did. I wanted to be more in love with Kevin being like the best but baby daddy, but I was shit. like, also, <laughs> you're a piece of cake, Hartley. <laughs> also, they're doing the whole. Are you a fan of shows incor- incorporating? You know, I like I've seen a couple that have done the whole COVID thing. And I'm... It depends. I'm not a fan. Like, they're doing it on This Is Us, and I'm just kind of like, I would have been completely fine if they just blew it off, and they were just like, we're, because it's a fictional world here, people. It's fine. You don't have to hit every major. But they're doing it. I feel like maybe on a medical trauma. The Connors. We watched The Connors, and they did it there. Well, here's my thing, because I'm like a news junkie right now, because it could be end times, and I'm just trying to determine if it's end times to get prepared. (laughs) It's kind of an end time. So I'm I'm waiting for the sky to light up in fire, and we're like, there to be like seven. I don't want it to be end times, but here we are. I'm just like preparing. But it feels like it's end times. Feels like it's end times. Um. I just don't need to be reminded of the fact well, that Well, that's the thing. TV, not which all I'm the watching shows, to be escaping the end times. The show. Like, the Connors just, since yeah. they're just a, very much a, a slice of life style show, it just shows how people are, are dealing with it. And it, yeah. it becomes kind of like a, an unstated thing. Like, it shows them going about their lives yeah. in a, in a, in a COVID world. And I'm like, okay, I can, yeah. that's, that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like this is us focused it could on it be a lot in the because premiere. Like the they premiere. talked about it a lot. And it could just be the premiere. So I feel like 
I can do an episode of it, but if it continues to be like a major storyline where like we're this is gonna be a major thing, I feel like I'm gonna Jen get has COVID it. fatigue. But also it could just because I came in with a high amount of annoyance and just early. So oh my god. I heard the other day that Chriselle, his ex-wife, was a contest was like considered to be the bachelorette. And I think she should be the like way back in the day. I think she, she should is be the, next the most Bachelor. adorable, and she's got so much char- charisma. She's a literal Disney princess. She is adorable. Dancing like, with she's the still stars. Dancing with the people. Dancing What's it called? The dancing people. with stars. Dancing with my homies. <laughs> <laughs> there are people, and they dance, and then there's more people, and the people, and all of the dancing. Um, yeah, I want her to be the next bachelorette. I feel like I'm gonna like let's get a thing going. I don't know how you start that. Is there like a petition? Is there paperwork? I don't I can know, find? my darling. And Justin She's Hartley just can such a bite the big one. Big I, I lost so much respect for him. Which I feel bad in saying because he was quite delightful when I met him. I lost so much Very respect in you, Justin. Don't have respect. It's just wrong. And it's like, it's their personal lives, none of our business. I know it's not but any of my business. Sunset, I know that. It is your business. <laughs> the it show makes business. it your business. She made it my business. Yeah, I can't help it. They made it a plot line, okay? It was a very big up deal. On the on the in order to understand, it was a very big deal. You can't get mad at us. <laughs> okay. Nope. All right, peeps, that's it. I think we will probably be on a much more regular schedule. On the weekends, you, right? yeah. Podcasting or the during the week or any day. On the weekends? <laughs> okay. Well, I think we can, like, we'll, I think, yeah, we'll probably, I know. Here's the problem. I just don't have, like, normally Cal and I would do it, like, during the week because I set my own work schedule, but I don't set my own work schedule anymore. Now I actually have to work. So weekend mornings work good. We can do that. Because you're home. Because most of the yeah, time she's like, gone we'll on the probably weekends, be going like, out in the afternoon. Here in a couple hours, you know, be gone all yeah so whereas like and i sleep in but this is good for me to get up so i don't sleep in so bad that i'm totally screwed up on sleep smart and i'll get up to talk to cal because and now you don't have any yellowstone to watch i mean we talk we talk when we're not podcasting but you know what here's the thing we're texting and stuff but like nothing is going on in my my children is there anything going on in your life yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Like, there's literally nothing like, to do. because Like, I hate night. when we're at the store and they oh say, God, you got any exciting plans for Halloween? And we're like, no. No. <laughs> Why would you even None ask me that? <laughs> well, would I, I even go to a party if I was invited? Especially in a pandemic this I'm That's what I did last night. Candy. I put That's all the, the candy exciting thing I'm doing today. Yeah. But you know what? It's kind of it's got to break nice up the Ziploc. Like I have Ziploc is making precise portions now because like before, like maybe some kids get more and some kids get less. Now everybody's getting the same amount. Right. You don't want to play favoritism. Like you feel like oh, I shouldn't have give like that Batman so many candy bars because now yep. there's like a really cute My Little Pony in front of me. And you're like, I wish I had more candy for you, My Little Pony. And like the little, what I think we're gonna do is we're gonna sit out, like, like we're gonna put the but we have a big bucket that says trick or treat. I'm gonna put a sign on the bucket that says please take only one baggie, and we're gonna set that at the end of the driveway, and we're gonna sit up by the house in our chairs, and and watch and like wave. Maybe I'll just wander around and all that, 
And we'll probably like call it. Yeah, that'd be fine. A quit that's like at eight, like pretty early. Yeah, yeah, I think it's gonna be a very abbreviated trick or treating. But here's the depth of my child's boredom. Like she's thirteen, which you're really on the radar. We told them no. Trick or treating. <laughs> okay, so last year I was all over her to go trick or treating. She had a really cool costume, and I was like, "Go for trick or treating." She had this huge thing in her head. No, I'm gonna stay home with you and and give out the candy because she thought that was no, gonna be more fun never than more actually trick or treating. And I was like, "I can promise you that is not more fun." And so she got, like, really bored. And, like, her friend, her best friend was, like, asking her to go trick-or-treating with her. And she just kept saying no. She, she, so she bargained she really away bored, her last then, chance to go trick-or-treating. Yes, exactly. So that, no, okay. So then the best friend was, like, you know, they tried to find the best friend trick-or-treating. She couldn't find her. She was all upset. And she was crying. She's like, I ruined my last year of trick-or-treating. So this year, all three of them, because they have not left the house for nine months, they're trick-or-treating. And they have, like, there's minimal effort on the whole costume thing, which I appreciate. So they're just going to, it's literally just an excuse for the three of them to walk around and be outside. So I'm like, I don't even know how much they're going to go get candy. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. But yeah, no, I think, like, if this was, like, a normal year, she probably wouldn't have gone. But by fourteen, I think I'm gonna draw. Well, the don't line let my kids like... hear because we got we got yeah. thirteen and twelve. Your and kids need to do no. her homework. She can't go trick or treating. <laughs> yeah, to like do her homework. You're like, okay, maybe you did your schoolwork. I'd let you go out and get free candy. Y'all didn't don't get to do shit. That could be a thing. Yeah, are you done watching Outlander? I just saw a gift set for it, and I was. Wondering. I watched. I'm the done. Last season, I haven't yeah. watched it. You did. Okay. See, I think you and Mad watch it and you guys can just keep telling you probably me don't. what happens. You so heard I don't about how the last season ended, right? Yeah, I'm really That pissed. was yeah. intense. Like, Maddie just keeps checking in and she was just like, <laughs> yeah, Maddie just keeps checking in and she's just like, yep, don't need to watch it. Don't need to know. So I think Claire got yes. attacked. Really right? bad. It was like gang raped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's showing rape, man. It's intense. Way I'm just like, that mm-hmm. writer knew how to add drama. Like, I know it's like the only thing they do on that show, and I'm just kind of like, I get it. Like, I I imagine that rape was a real thing back then, as it is today, and it was probably very prolific. But also, don't enjoy watching characters get raped <laughs> all the time. I feel like we could find a new theme. I feel like we could do something else. Kind of where I'm at. Oh yeah. We'll oh my god, baby Yoda's back. Yeah. There's two daddies on. Oh, is it good? Okay. We got <laughs> we got we got Mando, oh, okay. who's daddy number one. And then Timothy Oliphant is yeah. in the episode. And he's he's pretty he's pretty uh, he's tasty, daddy too? so excellent. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna watch that. That's exciting. I'm very excited. Okay, guys, it won't be a month until we podcast, I promise. My daughter is going to keep us on a regular schedule. Yeah, we'll be back. She's I'll like, be back I want to watch Jen the show, and we're going to watch back. it. <laughs> he just heard. You wonder what she just said? She shouted, you bet I am. I love you. She's not Don't sorry, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs>
Thanks for joining us this week. Be sure to listen next week. Subscribe to Watch Over on iTunes. Or Google Play. And look us up on Twitter and Tumblr. Bye! Bye.